Yo, Final Forecast Army, Final Forecast Mafia, whatever. I don't know what I should call you guys. But anyways, <laughs> comment with a name. Dave, you like those names? Uh, Sure. Anyways, guys, got a new special offer over at the Book Exchange. This is a good one. I'm definitely using this on myself. You can get 20% off Champion Brand products. If you guys know, Champion Brand is a big thing. I, I love Champion Brand. Uh, a lot of guys in the DMV, Waldorf, where I grew up, we're a champion. So you get 20% off at the Book Exchange using promo code FINAL4CHAMP. That's FINAL, F-I-N-A-L, the number four, CHAMP, C-H-A-M-P. You can shop safely in the store at their downtown Morgantown locations or their Evansdale locations. Or you can just shop online comfortably from home at bookexchangewv.com. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get me some Champions gear for, for Christmas. Treat myself to a little early Christmas present. 20% off. Why, you deserve it, buddy. Why not? Might get you something, Dave. For all the hard Thanks, work. Thanks, John. For all the hard work you don't do. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast. I am one of your hosts, Deshaun Butler, and I am joined here today with a couple of great individuals that you guys know. My guy, John Flowers. Oh, yeah. Hey, okay. And um, <laughs> another good guy that won't make that noise, Kevin Jones. <laughs> what up, what up? Wow, you're supposed to keep it going, Kev. Nah, I don't know what that I was. I don't know what that was. It was like a very I, awkward moan. I, I, don't cons- I don't consent to that. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. KJ, you heard that noise before. Uh, wait, from you? Wait, you what, from what are you talking about? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now, no. we're, not, we're not starting listen, this episode off like this. Listen. We're not going to do that. Listen, let's keep it down. Let's take it easy. <laughs> let's turn that notch down, fellas. Everyone's heard that noise before. Not that's from you. That's wild. Not from you. Um, John, how's France treating you, my friend? Uh, still in lockdown, playing friendly games. Uh, it sucks. We had the uh, soccer sh- soccer uh, championships in practice, uh, uh-huh. and then we're we're starting up the badminton championships this week. So we'll see how it goes. Do you like warming up like that? Mm, no, it's not a warm up. Like we just come. Oh, you guys, you're still playing. Yeah. Mm. What do you mean we're still playing? No, we're not like playing. Like you're still playing like soccer in practice, like constantly, like throughout the practice, or are you whole, doing it as a warm-up and then practicing? We came in, the whole practice was soccer. Yeah, that's, that's which it was I mean, really? I, understand, I understand like they're trying to like get our minds off of just basketball while we're not playing any games or anything, but yeah, it sucks, bro. There's there's other better ways to do that than coming in and playing soccer for an hour. I'm yeah, I'm sure. just Get lift weights or get treatment or something, but whatever. Yeah. France. Oh no. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. What they tell you to do. Because <laughs> facts. What about yeah. you, Kev? Uh, I've been good. We just had two games this past week and we won both of them. So now we got a um we had two week break for the national team. They playing, practicing, playing their games and stuff. And yeah, so we finished off on on the right way. I say so you look good out there. I saw I saw a couple of the highlights, bro. Oh I mean, you no, no, no! Good highlights, but stay. Yeah, look. I was gonna say it yeah. was uh, it was all a mirage. <laughs> don't don't believe what you see. I Man. saw the white guy that you guys have on your team that looks like Jamie Small again. He rebounded it, and then he you scored. So I was like, oh, Kevin still, you know, up his <laughs> offensive like rebound and shit. Yeah, I'm still hanging around the basket. Yeah, how do you, how do you look like Jamie though? Like, what do you mean? Like he's like. He has hairs like hair on the sides and the back, and then just a little, little light up top, just a little bit. Yo, speaking of Jamie Small again, we have a special guest today, everybody. Um, put your hands together. We have two special guests, excuse me. Put your hands together for Joe Alexander and 
the Birdman himself, Jamie Smallgan. No one's clapping. No one's clapping. Clap. I'll clap. Insert for you. clapping. Insert clapping. I'll clap for you guys. I love him. Smallgan, what's up, bro? The Birdman. <laughs> because of the whole the ostrich. Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the ambush, Jamie. What up? What up? And Joe, how are you doing? I'm great, guys. What up? Can't complain. All is well here. Um, so, gentlemen, we really what have, to have you been up to? Every time he talks. Say that again? So do we really have to look at that photo of Joe every time he talks? Yeah, you do. I mean, I guess so. It's, it's a good photo. It's very artistic, bro. <laughs> artistic. I don't see any photos. Yeah, I don't see it. I was about to say, all I, I see is that. like this white screen in front of me. With Jamie Dave must Ryan be on his Dana. phone. Jamie, you on your phone? No, I'm on a laptop. Uh, so what's uh, going on, fellas? I, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Joe's been on the show before. Yeah, that, that picture pretty is pretty ridiculous, Joe. <laughs> yeah. but, is that your fingernail <laughs> on your chin? Or is it like... I don't know. I mean, it's my finger. I mean, all right, cool. Is it, I would assume it looks like I painted the painting behind me, though. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't literally <laughs> look like that. I think it's a painting behind you, and you're standing in front of it. If you had a paintbrush, I'd say that. But but welcome, you know welcome, welcome back, Joe. I appreciate you coming back on the show, man. Very much, Jamie. Oh. It's your first first time. Yeah, I had to do it. Did I beat Wells to the show at least? Nope. Wells has done two to three shows more than you have. Damn it. Mm. If that was your goal, you've you failed miserably. But we love you nonetheless. But we I've been I've been begging Jamie to come on the show. He's just how many years? That's we I think I asked him to be on the very first episode. Mm. Since our inception. Jamie's, Jamie's making a lot of money now. He's a big businessman. And, uh, really? He never, he never lets me get on, on his business ventures. Well, before reason. before you get into that, John, Jamie, what, could you please tell the people what you're doing nowadays? Please. Yeah. It's been a while since we saw you in the uh, old gold and blue or in any basketball shoes. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's pretty domesticated. Married, eight-year-old son, live in Cincinnati. Uh, I work for a transportation company here. Um, that's pretty much it. Right now, I'm actually quarantined in the basement, stuck with the big bug. Got the uh, COVID sometime over the last couple of weeks. I blame John since he had it before me, but that's about <laughs> so, it. I don't that's think what that's we how, all do. That's not we how it works, it. though, when you don't meet the person face-to-face. And you got COVID at, the, at, the, at that golf event. I told you not to go. That's why you were sweating. Maybe at the No, I don't know what was making me sweat. I, I started getting sick at the beginning of the week, but. But maybe, who knows? Stay safe I mean, out there. Yeah, it was running you through the system, a, it looks like. You thought it was a hangover. Yeah, it hung over. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> what? That, that's tough. That, that's tough. Surprise. Damn, COVID. bro. So you're like, so the family's upstairs, you're locked in the basement. That's it. Basement. Watching any good shows while you're there? Oh, man. I'm Tons of porn, probably. Exhausted. No porn. No, not yet. The uh, I don't know. Watching Utopia. If you watch that, it's kind of creepy, especially right now with the pandemic going on. Have you seen Utopia, John? No. Kevin, I never heard of it. Uh-uh. Joe, have you seen Utopia? No, it's on. Uh, it's on Prime. It's a uh, Prime. Amazon original. Okay. What is it no, about? Jamie. No, Jamie's a little weird. It's about a pandemic. Oh, it's about a pandemic. Oh. Virus created by a corporation. Uh, agenda question. It, sound, it sounds like it might be a theory of yours. Is yeah. that question something here? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I'm not on the conspiracy theory kind of things in real life, at least. Okay. That's for your TV shows. So, Jamie, you graduated in what 2008? Hugs his first year. So you were a uh, you were a freshman. Yeah. KJ was still up in <clears throat> senior high school, and Day was a sophomore. Yeah, I was a Very freshman. Good. Jamie was a pretty decent senior. You know, he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. He used to, uh, I didn't have a car or anything or any means of transportation, so he used to make me ride in the back of his pickup truck. 
And looking back at it, it was pretty stupid because he used to drive like an idiot. But uh, I survived, <laughs> you know. And uh, Jamie and uh, Joe Alexander were roommates. How how was that? How did that come about? Yeah, how'd you guys end up rooming together, per se? Fucking whore. Do you want to pick up? Uh, I really don't remember, actually. I know you were with Ted and Darius, and then uh, I think you probably asked me, and I didn't want to go through the hassle of finding an apartment. I didn't really know how to do it at the time, and you seemed uh, to have all your shit together. So I just uh, accepted probably because of that. How yeah. long did it take you to realize he didn't have his shit together? No, he did, actually. <laughs> oh, Jamie, was pretty, just Jamie was pretty mature in college, actually. Like, Very much handle, so, yes. I would, he could I would handle agree. stuff like making a phone call to like somebody like I couldn't do any of that back then. What? <laughs> like, making a phone like, call to somebody? Making a phone call. Yeah. Like where do I send the rent? <laughs> like yeah, I couldn't deal with any of that kind of stuff. Or my senior year when Joe put on like 35 pounds of muscle, you know, he had probably five baking trays with old baked chicken on them sitting around the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. He had a, a rice cooker with a timer on it so he could wake up in the middle of the night and have an entire pot of rice ready for him. That's true. A 50-gallon yeah. trash can for all of his shit in there. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on here. You are. Uh, it got so bad, we ended up having to hang fly traps in the middle of the living room. It's so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, John, yeah. have you ever been over there before? Where uh, Jamie and, and uh, Joe used to live? I think I stopped. No. I think I stopped. Nobody came to our apartment. Nobody I did. I remember did uh, Jamie. Jamie brought me before. I showed up. Uh, Jamie had about like a hundred cans of dip lying around in his room, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would walk. I walked into the next room. I saw the fly traps. I remember that, and uh, I remember Joe. And me freestyle for about like fifteen to forty minutes, and then mm-hmm. Jamie, Jamie took me uh, back home. It was a, it was a, an eventful couple hours. <laughs> Jamie, you you like so you were, I thought like, what do you call it? Like, <laughs> I thought being successful was like contagious, and you were with Joe this whole time as a roommate and you're seeing him gain weight and get better at basketball and doing what hugs want him to do. And well, Jamie didn't need to gain weight. No offense. I mean, no offense. No offense. Jamie. No, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Jamie, did you gain weight that season? I didn't gain a lot with hugs. The, uh, I mean, maybe 25, 30 pounds. It was hard. All of us. How could you not with how much we were lifting? Yeah, it was a rough 30 rough. pounds that year. Jesus. I was I was two seventy five to start the senior, my senior season and two twenty five at the end of it. Jesus. I was about to say you you, you ran a lot though, so two twenty five yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you ran so damn much, Jamie. I didn't like. <laughs> you had a pretty yeah. rough time when Hugs first yeah. got there. Walk us through your your time there with with Hugs. Please, please. <laughs> well, I was uh, you know transferring in, I had already graduated and honestly kind of being 23 at the time and, and, you know, knowing the MBA is not likely, especially since at that time you could still go straight out of high school. I had debated on graduating, you know, but the, uh, you know, the university as well as the team, you know, you guys, uh, you know, is what made me want to come back one more year. You know, that being said that, Outside of what the team had to do, I think Joe was a good example of somebody that was doing everything extra, whereas I wasn't. You know, I didn't think Huggins was going to really give me a shot. Um, you know, fast forward senior year, I ended up starting every single game or except for one. Um, and because I wasn't putting in the extra work and, and other things like that, you know, my game struggled. I, I shot real well my junior year. Senior year, couldn't hit shit. Um, <laughs> Jamie, you know, it moment, it my role on the team kind of just changed to, to being a bully out there and just trying to be a team guy. So Hugs didn't want you to shoot. Was, was you said that wasn't your role on the team? Was to come? No, he, no, he's more than happy for me to shoot. But after I missed about a hundred in a row, he said maybe we should pass it once in a while. 
<laughs> Sounds like somebody else we know in the show. Exactly. exactly. We won't say any names who they exactly. are, but and he still didn't try to pass it afterwards. Joe, Joe wanted. I mean, Huz wanted Joe to shoot. Are you talking, talking about, about you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, he didn't. He didn't want me to shoot at all. So you shot it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then he didn't want you to you shoot. You did it. <laughs> hey, so Jamie, you never wanted to play basketball after college, or I didn't really want to do the overseas life. Um, okay. You know, what, what kid doesn't have the dream of going to college and then going to the NBA? Um, yeah. At the same, I mean, I did. I did play one year over in the Netherlands. Um, Probably because it was 2008 and the economy was in the trash. And I was from Michigan where the automotive industry had hurt, hit it significantly hard. Um, so did go play one season, you know, really took it for granted. It was a better experience and, and better pay than I thought it was going to be. Cause fast forward to my first year back in the States and I get, you know, some entry level job. It was like, Holy crap. Why did I give up basketball for this? But mm. Yeah. I didn't see myself being um, a long-term overseas player. Um, you know, kind of was just burnt out of it. Got you. At 23, you were done with it? I think so. 24, I graduated. As I was say, yeah. You know, Hugs had some good advice for me at the end when I asked him, because, you know, he could have got me a contract. It was actually Coach Beeline put me in touch with the team um, that, that I ended up signing with. But Hugs said, you know, whatever you want to do for the longest amount of time, do first. Uh, and that's what I ended up doing. And, and it worked out well, you know, got in with the company at the right time, found some success there. And almost 12 years later, I'm still here. What's up? That's, what's that's up. awesome. Always good seven, to get great advice. Seven figures later, you're still here. So that's how you made your first million. Something like that, John. <laughs> That's Joe's first million was a little bit different than yours, Jamie. That's right. <laughs> now you you took a a lot of like crap from hugs. I mean, like was it was it tough playing for hugs at first? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's one of the hardest experiences you can go through. Um, looking back, really happy I did it because you, you go through something like that in life and have somebody that pushes you further than you think you can go and, you know, really teaches you your limits that it, it's going to pay off dividends in anything, you know? So I got into the real world and they talked about this job takes a lot of hard work and, you know, a lot of extra effort and hard work. And there means sending extra emails, making make extra phone calls, doing some research. It's not running 20 times on a treadmill for a minute at 15 miles an hour and then jumping right back into the drill. Like <laughs> it's yeah, completely the, different type of hard work once you get out of the, the Coach Huggins program. Yeah, that job never puts you in the hospital, huh? That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hated to see that happen to a good person. <laughs> now imagine that people, a seven footer on a, on a gurney. Is that a gurney? Is that what it's called? <laughs> the stretcher? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? Jamie, you want to tell your story, your experience? Let's talk, talk to the people, man. We want to know your Jamie Smalligan's experience as a WVU basketball player with Coach Huggins' first year here. I blame, I blame my roommate. I blame Joe Alexander. He's the one who started giving me uh, creatine, which... <laughs> were you it working out with the creatine? You were <laughs> it was super creatine. It was Celtic, actually. It was like double the amount. <laughs> which, which, before anybody questions it was legal for athletes to buy for themselves just not for teams to provide um the whole idea being we're going through these really tough workouts and creatine gives you extra energy to work harder um same time you have to drink a ton of water with it which i wasn't doing um and you because didn't drink that, any water bro yeah <laughs> you, didn't drink you can't I, uh, yourself and then dip right and then take creatine <laughs> I don't know. None of them remember, but but Deshaun can remember when Coach Beeline left, and we had a what was it day like three week period of no coach. Yeah, that's when I yeah. lost my major. And, and, and yeah, exactly. Stop going to stop going to class. <laughs> <laughs> break. Bad habit. Sleeping in, um, and that transferred over. And then Coach Huggins, when he was here, and I missed a class maybe two classes in the morning. Uh, I had to do two hours of workouts. The first was two 20 pound weight vests running every steps of the bleachers for an hour. And the second was flipping a tire up the hill where the buses enter in the back of the, uh, 
in the back of the Coliseum. And by the end of it, uh, you know, I go right to the training room and we grab those electrolyte packets. We shove Gatorade down our throat and walk back to the locker room and just cramped in every single part of my body. Um, yeah. You know, start puking, went to the hospital, found out my kidneys just stopped processing or whatever the word is. The, the <laughs> water was going into my system. That's not funny. Sorry. That's I didn't it. know it was that serious. I know. You just added to that story that I knew nothing about. Don't be an asshole, John. I don't yeah, think that's no, true. Well, I think he wants us to that feel so I think he wants us to feel sorry. Jeez. This is the first kidney time I failure? heard about kidney failure. Come on, Jamie. It wasn't kidney failure, but your kidneys, you know, there's creatins naturally produced chemical, and, and that's you know, you can think it has something to do with creatine, um, but your body can only take so much of it without water and that's what you know my your kidney not functioning properly i guess doesn't help you digest the fluids and get it into your bloodstream so and and into your muscles and that's what blocked me from being properly hydrated this man sounds like randy metter i know don't be an asshole jamie your kidneys didn't fail anyways jamie was dehydrated and i know i walked in to the Coliseum for my workouts and I saw an ambulance up the ramp and <laughs> <laughs> just a seven footer Jamie with his legs hanging off the gurney and uh yeah I didn't think it was that serious I didn't know his kidneys fell and I think he made that up because okay. no one's no one's ever heard of that I mean I kind of think Jamie had but wait who who would you say had like the worst um the worst uh, initial start with the uh, transition and the coaches. Uh, who was the guy? Who was the guy who was just hung over all the time and ended up leaving? Well, Ryan Patswald. <laughs> oh my God! How do we forget Patswald? <laughs> <laughs> he had a rough time. Isn't that hugs nothing? No. It's one of hugging good buddy sons. Is what? It's just one of Huggins' good buddies. It was his kid. Um, KJ, you didn't get a chance to meet Patswell, did you? No, I don't know who that's this is. Cincinnati. <laughs> you said what? You saw him? He's he's here in Cincinnati. Is you, he? You see him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you like no, chopped it up with him? He was. Uh, he's in the same. He went to the same school district that my son is in right now, where I live. He was wow. a high school coach around here for a little bit. So he's doing good for himself now. He's in a million dollar neighborhood. I don't know. That's what's up. Hey, how's he doing? I don't know. He's not a coach anymore. I don't talk to him much. I mean, Facebook once in a while. Uh, that guy's a legend. He had a rough time. He had a very yeah. rough time. He is a legend. I mean, the only he, one that had the balls to come into a three-hour practice hungover and drunk. I wouldn't call that balls. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Mm. He, he. I don't call that balls. He was... That dude sat on our couch for about a month and drank a twenty-four pack. He ever like, the only time I ever saw him, he was hungover. Even in the Coliseum, he would just be sleeping wherever he was. Yeah, <laughs> and he stood on the sideline the entire practice, like yeah. and missed and missed all the runs. And yeah. like, he didn't like, do anything. Yeah, why was he? Why was he on the team? I don't know, Kevin, bro. A lot of not. This man sat on our couch when we lived in the district. And he drank a 24 pack of beer every night, <laughs> and he refused to go to sleep. That's, that's he said he had, he had demons. Probably because he was the only one who knew what was coming. Said he had demons, and I I guess like those demons yeah. kept him up at night, and he drank 24 packs of Bud Light <laughs> like, every yo, night. Everybody hey, kept telling me we got a new player. And every week, I just I would just be like, you mean this drunk guy? Like, yeah. this, guy this, this, this guy that just sleeps on the bleachers every day? I never saw him play one time. Yeah, I've seen him play, but geez, I was just like, this. He can't allow people to just join a team doing this though. Like I, I that's when I was really worried when I saw him show up and then he was doing this, and I was just like, like these are his players. Yeah, like, I was like Jesus. This guy is like literally integrity. He was sure. drooling during practice, bro. <laughs> like standing, standing on the sideline, like dry heaving, not practicing. 
I don't think he even wore a practice jersey in, when we were playing. He like just wore like a it was half on. sweat like big t-shirt like yeah, it was half one though. He had the jersey half on and he was sweating like profusely the entire practice without was doing he, anything. Was he a big man? Was he a guard? No, what was he? He was no, five no. man. He was like five ten, like two thirty. I can't. I swear to you, he was like five ten, two thirty. Like when GOC had to like, he said, "I can't work him out." Like if he would, he would just like. He would tank like during our lift. Like he would just tank. So like he couldn't like train like, him. Like the only reason he came to workouts was to sweat out his drinking. <laughs> yeah, that oh. name just made me I'm crying right now. I have not thought about that man in years, bro. That's crazy. So, so how was how how was the house over there, Jamie, that you and Joe lived in? Was it a whorehouse? Was it a calm house? Was it calm house? That's why I like living with Joe. He slept, he worked out, and then he, what, went on the internet? I don't know. He found random, he'd walk around the streets and find random things that people were trying to throw away and then want to bring them back to the house. You, Joe, you remember that? Uh, what? Yeah, I, I still do that. I still do that. <laughs> Joe, why? You're, 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 you're a millionaire. Why don't you just buy it? Uh, it's I, it's more fun. I like having a story to like the piece of furniture that I have and like fixing it up, like painting it or whatever. I just did it the other day, actually. Is nice that fun. where you got this painting from in the background? No, I painted that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, really? As you can see, I have a turtleneck okay. on. So, so you, that means you, you, paint. you must have. <laughs> you must have painted it. You must have. I'm going to grab me a turtleneck. I think mm-hmm. Ashley would like that picture and she couldn't be here today. I think she, she has a thing for you, Joe. Oh. Remember Ashley? No, but maybe. From the first game. <laughs> <laughs> he said no, but maybe. Playing the fence. Uh, yeah. Can't play the fence on a person. It's just like, I remember uh, her. Yeah. But maybe. Our yeah. fans on Twitter are, are roasting your picture right now, Joe. And uh some of them said uh very Derek Zoolander of you. <laughs> this picture should have been the entire music video for Diamonds by Rihanna. George mm-hmm. Michael called, he wants his look back. And then someone Re-Anna. did a Rihanna Savage like a perfume commercial. Oh, I like the picture, Joe. Thank Me you. Too. It's way better than Dave's picture. If you ever yeah, see that, yeah, no. So hey, Dave, why don't you, you put your picture? You. Where's your picture, I did? He uh, changed it. Uh, I can't believe he did, did that. Thank you. To the PRT <laughs> that almost killed somebody. What an idiot! <laughs> can't believe you did that. What an idiot! Now, Jamie. Going back to your senior year, we had a pretty decent run in the tournament. I think it went to the Sweet 16, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember, uh, what, what do you remember about that season, your senior year? What do I remember about my senior year? Yeah. Uh, it was a good overall experience? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we weren't the deepest team in the world where we run like seven guys. Um it was after being snubbed from the NCAA tournament our junior year, you know, which led to great time winning the NIT, um, going to the Big East tournament, which I still think, you know, Big East tournament, Madison Square Garden, with all the talent that was across that league, was more fun than any sporting event could be. Um, and then beating, who was it? Was it UConn that we beat to, to pretty much seal the deal of the yeah. uh, that we were getting, getting in that large bid? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, that. I mean, I remember the Georgetown game at home. That was a battle. Still think Deshaun's layup at the end should have counted. That was goaltending. You know, we, we, that was a big yeah. game. It was a block, though. He, he it wasn't it. a block. It was goaltending. Yeah. We got the uh, what the dreaded seven seed. We played Arizona. Everyone thought we were going to lose, beat them, and then got to beat Duke. You know, so. Going one and zero for my career against Duke is something I can hang my hat on. <laughs> I remember a story. Uh, hugs, hugs, like to tell this story about you that you, uh, you told, uh, you told, you came to them before the, um, was it the Duke game or Arizona, one of those, or before the tournament in general? Yeah, it before like, it was the night before the night before Duke, um, where they just ran, you know, small ball or whatever, and. 
obviously I wasn't an offensive threat out there. And if I'm not guarding somebody, you know, big man down low, then I said, coach, you know, start Wellington makes more sense for the team. And they subbed that, that other big guy in, I'll go in with them. And that's how we played it. And it, and it worked out. So you told Hugs how to coach takes a lot of guts, man. I said, coach, go ahead and start somebody else. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's what's up. But you did that for the betterment of the team. Or were you scared? Wow. Wow. Jesus. Just ask. I'm just asking. I certainly wasn't scared. We're just, you know, at that point in time, you're trying to do anything you can to to make your career continue. Um, You know, getting that win, go on, get to play Xavier next and, and, continue to fight you think about it that even at that that game right there we were five wins away from national championship um mm. i still curse joe when i think about the free throw that he missed at the end of regulation against xavier to mm. put us in overtime mm. hate to hate to see you say that to somebody like that wow. i like to blame people, people that, this episode i like to blame people out that that aren't on the show i blame wellington so did coach huggins because he was supposed to switch and he didn't switch. And so we, let's all blame Wellington. And let's move on. I blame yeah. Pat Swole. Pat Swole. We're not contributing. <laughs> he, left the team, he left the team mid year, didn't he? He didn't finish the season. Nope. Nobody knows when he left. He left before, like, I want to say before December. Like, he didn't finish the season at all. Uh, enough about Ryan. Jamie, you uh, you're the reason why I didn't get to play in the Xavier game. Cause why is that? We got in a little kerfuffle in practice. Hugs didn't oh like that. Oh my god! Hugs didn't like me touching the seniors. That wasn't before the Xavier game. That was no. in the middle of the year. Yeah. That was, no, that was before the Xavier game. No, it wasn't. You pulled that that hijink uh, <laughs> in the middle of the season. No, it was before the Xavier game. No, it, was it wasn't. Cool. Well, thanks, Jamie. Jamie, you could have went to hugs and said, you know what? It's it's my fault. Just let him play. But mm-hmm. I'm no Wellington. So. A different time. Nope. <laughs> so it's in the same time. So it wouldn't have worked. He couldn't great, have said that. Great teammates. Uh, it's, it's okay though. If you guys are wondering what John is talking about, uh Jamie and John had a disagreement and Jamie turned his back and then John punched him in the face when he wasn't looking. Wow, so that's a thing of yours, huh, John? To <laughs> exactly. Attack people when they when they're not looking. Exactly. How do you, explain exactly. this to me. How do you punch them? Yours. Yours. How do you an argument. And Jamie's like going about his business, like, all right, whatever, John. And then John hauls off and just like, wow. Let me, hold up. First of all, let me ask Jamie if that's what Jamie is that what happened? No, we, we were. Uh, Thank you, Jamie. You're a stand-up guy. Just running. No, I don't know. You know, John was on the second team and he was guarding me and I squared up with my elbow out and he didn't like it. So he punched me in the face and then I went after him and that's when Hug stopped it. It really wasn't a bigger deal than that. Thank you. So if you'd have actually got to him, but thank you for happen? thank you thank you for clearing yeah. that up for me, Jamie. Because these guys like to sit up here and lie to. I was like, in a different angle. Apologies, fans. No, don't worry. Your John was like a buck sixty-five soaking wet, so it wouldn't have lasted that long, KJ. Ooh. Yeah. The funny thing is, when, once he hit, <laughs> once he hit Jamie, Jamie looked at him like, "Come on, John." Yeah, he <laughs> like really, and, went, and then went after him. Yeah. It was a disrespectful. Look. He didn't really come out. He started walking up to me like he, he came after you. Yeah, I guess. But he did look at me disrespectful, like. What do you That's doing? it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got, mother? I remember that part. Obviously, that other stuff was blurry. Cool. I made up for it. Though. I saved Jamie downtown a few times this year. That's right. Those same punches. Getting jumped. Getting beat up in the alleys and stuff like that. I came out of nowhere like Batman. Saved Jamie. What were you doing in the alley, by the way? Who the, he's probably dipping with his buddies. <laughs> dipping in the alley. That sounds uh, <laughs> like it's like drugs or something. <laughs> like, you know, try to hide it. It's legal. Dipping, it's, it's dipping legal. legal. Exactly. <laughs> dipping in the alley. It's frowned, it's frowned upon like masturbating on an airplane. Let's go, Mountaineers. But yeah, Jamie, what, what are you doing now? You just, uh, you're a big businessman. You're in the real estate and stuff like that. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Um, yeah. Hugs get you a hard time in, in practice. <laughs> One of Hugs' favorite quotes that I'll never forget about Jamie is, 
Everyone used to call Jamie Herm. That was his nickname. I don't know why. Why did they call you Herm? Uh, my first year there, I lived with Darius and Ted and one of Ted's high school buddies, Jordan. Um, yeah. In the beginning, just a little shy. They said I stayed in my room like a hermit crab. <laughs> Got you. Mm. Mm. I thought it was like Herman Monster from like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Huh. See, that's Less how, creative. That's how okay. uh, the started. Herman Monster. Wow. That was wrong. <laughs> yeah, glad we cleared that up. But <laughs> everyone used to call Jamie Herm, and I don't know what Jamie did. I think we were in film, and, uh, you know, Jamie was messing up, and Hugs was getting on him. He was just going on a rant on Jamie, <laughs> and Hugs. Somehow I just got to saying, Jamie, why don't you just quit? <laughs> just quit. Just do something else. Go on the fucking real estate. Fucking Herm's housing. <laughs> you remember a little different than I do. <laughs> yeah, so that's what, not what happened. That's not what happened, John. We were not a good, good storyteller. It, uh, it was after the Louisville game. Remember mm-hmm. we played, it was the last game at Assembly Hall and they beat us pretty good. Um, and he, you know, I did something that he didn't like and he said, you know, what the F are you going to do after this year? Like Herm's uh-huh. out, like saying, do you, you know, you're not going to be able to continue to play basketball if you play like that. What are you going to do? If not, he said Herm's housing. So. So, so he didn't just tell you to quit in the middle of the season? <laughs> no, he didn't okay, tell me. Let's to oh, okay. Let's get All to right, cool. John, that's not how it went. This is a long time ago. Memories a little blurry. Jamie will remember though because it happened to him. So, mm. yeah, you should have let him so, tell that story. Long, long story short, short, Jamie, you, you uh, open up a real estate company, and then yeah. Hearn's Her- housing, huh? Stuck with me, kind of. You know, I don't want to say out of fight or whatnot, but when I started buying some houses with the, uh, you know, the proceeds from my job, I just named the company Hugs Housing. It's not something I really publish or put out there to anybody. I just joke about it with you guys. Um, what is it? Is Hugs Housing? Yeah, Joe started getting uh, involved with real estate as well with his brother. And Joe and I partnered in some deals while I was living in, in Nashville. We named that Hugs Housing. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dope, oh, man. You could turn that's, something like that into a business. That's what's up. That is dope, though. In your fucking face hugs. <laughs> uh, that's dope. I'm, I'm, these are the deals I'm trying to get into, but you only work with a few select people, such as Joe, Joe's brother, and uh, you know the elite of the elites. Not true. You got to have a million dollars to invest in the business. Joe, how's the business going? The real estate business. I don't really pay attention to it. Jamie just does everything. Mm. He, just, he just comes back with the cash. It's the same like when we decided to room together. So <laughs> smart. Saves, yeah. you, saves you the headache. He's good at it, as you can tell. He's very mature, very on top of his game. He makes the phone calls. Makes the phone calls, sends the checks. <laughs> Deals with the creatine. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, what do I have to do to get in these, these deals, Jamie? Definitely want to do some business with, with Jamie in the near future. It's become a millionaire. I've been thinking about retiring as well lately. I don't know if it's because of COVID or or what. Have Joe, you how you? Really? Yeah, Joe, how you hanging up over there, holding up over there with like COVID and stuff going on? Nothing really going on with it. We're just having our season like normal. For real? And I, you you guys are done. No. You guys are done for like a month, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's what they said, but I, it's it's not really clear what's going on. So we'll yeah. see. Do you uh do you uh see any de- like since she says nothing really going on, like are people just, you know, carrying on as they normally would? Like there's no you don't see any like anybody taking any precautions or anything like that? Or is it just like like you said There's a lot there's a lot of not a lot of precautions, right. and we don't have, we don't have fans either. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, actually, I like it better with no fans. Really? Yeah. How are you playing? What do you like about it? They're 
It's just, it's like open, it's like the best open gym you've ever been to. Also, I like when it's totally silent in the gym because you can hear the coaches say like dumb shit. Like <laughs> everything they say is super loud and it's like awkward when they start yelling. And I, you know, uh, the crowd they, look, they, look, they look embarrassed. That's what every TV network is worried about with Huggins this year with only 20% of the fans in the Coliseum. Oh, dang. I didn't even think about that. Crazy. Why are they worried, though? Oh, yeah, everything. Like, it's so awkward when they come into the huddle and the coach is yelling at the top of his lungs. The other team the other team is sitting there because they just went on a run, so they're quiet and they can hear him yelling. And he always feels, like, embarrassed. How's your team, how's your team doing, Joe? Y'all doing good? No, we're off to a slow start. But that's because we didn't get our guys until real late. But okay. we, got a good, we got a good squad, though. At what point in time do you say, all right, enough is enough, and you just take over the coaching? <laughs> playing the coaching. Uh, Every, everything, everything going on on the court. Very soon. I'm going to start cutting guys. <laughs> I'm going to start signing new guys. Hey, I remember, yeah, I remember this. Guys. Yeah, I remember the speech uh, Joe gave to us before the uh, dang before our first practice for West uh, Virginia. Yeah, that's we should have recorded that. I don't know what Dave. Legendary. I don't know what Dave was doing, but we definitely should have documented that. That <laughs> it was very motivational. Though. It was. I started a few guys. I was. I think I just up. told. I think I just told you guys not to embarrass me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much what it was. It that's was, what it came down to. These motherfuckers came out here to play. You fucking embarrassed me. He like, said you're gonna get your ass kicked. Ass you guys, I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, damn, really? All right. Well. These are the same guys I've seen. I've seen some of these people in person. Pretty good. <laughs> we can hold our own. You know? Got some questions for Joe. If you guys are ready to move into that, sure. Um, Tavon Myers asks Joe, "Why is your beard so long, Joe? I'm worried." Cause it looks so good. Nothing to be worried about, Tavon. Are you still a bachelor, uh, Joe? Mm, somewhat, a little bit. Right now. <laughs> there you go. A little bit. <laughs> it depends. It depends who's asking. But my. Uh, <laughs> but people in the Middle East, they take to beards differently than in America. Nobody here likes it. Everyone thinks I look ridiculous. But in America, everyone loves it. Really? I didn't except for Tavon. Except for yeah, except for Tay, I guess. Yeah. Hold on. Excuse my ignorance, but, but I like it. That's all that matters. Exactly. Jewish people have beards, right? Yeah, but they're real religious, so everyone here thinks I'm a rabbi. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well that uh that that could be your next uh answer to this question. Uh Red Nakats on Instagram says, "What are your plans after his basketball days are playing over?" So Red Nakats, the uh, Judaism route. We have. I don't really have any plans. I think I'm gonna go live on a beach for two years and do a lot of drugs. <laughs> now, what kind of drugs are we talking? Anything, whatever they got. <laughs> on the beach, just <laughs> they have like directly, directly on in the shallow water. <laughs> They don't have, they don't have a certain thing. Like you're not touching it. It's whatever is in the vicinity. Whatever it is, yeah, All right, perfect. Y'all got a question about that though. You're a really smart, Narrowed smart it guy. Down. It might be a, a, a private question though. But do you think drugs like take you to a deeper? They access like a different part of your brain and make you think deeper and. Well, shit. I mean. Well, Terrence McKenna has this really interesting theory called the stoned ape theory, where he actually thinks that the reason um, primates evolved into humans was because they came down from the trees after deforestation and ended up interacting with entheogenic mushrooms. And that it um, not only expanded our minds, but it made our vision um, sharper. And that it was the first time that we could ever perceive snakes crawling in trees. And so, like, the evolution from humans from apes to us um, basically was a, a co-evolution with magic mushrooms. Because of mushrooms. Where can yeah, we find these magic mushrooms? Where can we find these magic mushrooms at? They're selling them. They're, uh, well, the ones he's talking about are called Amanita mascaria, which um, they're like the typical red and white ones that you see portrayed in cartoons. Uh, Mario. Yeah. A lot of people believe that's actually where, like, the theory of Santa Claus and Christmas comes from. And... 
um, like a, Nord a Nordic um, shaman delivering gifts on Christmas that are like wrapped in red and white paper and you put them under a pine tree and when reindeers take them they fly like this is all from mythology surrounding magic mushrooms that's awesome mm. yeah it's cool Dory, as far as well, awesome when little, when little Mario eats the mushroom he gets bigger exactly wow <laughs> what? this is what? crazy all coming together for you huh <laughs> now, Joe, do you think if we ate together these, for you, Joe, you think if we ate these magic mushrooms now, they would enhance our like ability a little bit? Uh, it depends. Like I know there's a lot of like entheogenic drugs that people say open your mind and you never really come back the same, but in a good way. Like um, a lot of people do, um, like peyote and um they go on like these shamanistic escapades where they deal with all their past trauma by taking these drugs and a lot of it they say is very therapeutic but uh i like the theory that you know when you flip the head of a mushroom over and it's got like the little ridges on it, it almost looks like a cd you ever seen that yeah i like the theory that magic mushrooms are actually from outer space because spores are actually the only like organic material on earth that can survive in the vacuum of space so the theory is that like spores are the germ that can travel through the vacuum of space from planet to planet and that um that's sort of how life can dissipate throughout the universe and in con conjunction with that the you know the the cd theory is that the information that the spore carries with it throughout the universe is on the underside of the mushroom and you access it by eating it so like when people say they have these mindscapes by eating mushrooms it's really just them accessing the data that's in the mushroom just like putting a cd into your computer Oh, all right. So basically, it's like you're getting a story from wherever the mushroom came from. That's fucking interesting. Yeah, something like that. Uh, now, now, for people who don't know, like, this is what me and Joe talk about. We go out to the bar, we have drinks. Well, I have a drink. I'm wasted and just listening to Joe. Just, we just talk about random stuff. My wife probably thinks I'm out talking to girls and doing all types of stuff. But no, I'm with Joe at the bar talking about aliens. More than like mushroom aliens, mushroom aliens, mushroom aliens. <laughs> to bring this down another level, uh, Deshaun Butler asks, "Is your middle name Schmo?" Yes. Joe Deshaun Butler on Instagram asks, "Joe, is your middle name Schmo?" I kind of yes. that was more or less a joke between me and you, Dave, that you didn't have to. Ask. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to ask him if his middle. Name, it wasn't for you to ask. Well, it's on the list, buddy. So there you go. Thank you. Um, Guy Calger and several people say, why didn't you play in the tournament with Best Virginia? That's a good question. <laughs> I have I have like real hectic summers. I try to schedule a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time, and I always end up flaking on pretty much everything and everything everyone asks from me. But that's okay because it's because I'm trying to get my body healthy and all that. And that was kind of the case for Best Virginia too. But I did come to two practices, or one and a half. I think, yeah, I came and gave a, a motivational speech. <laughs> Actually, what happened was I, I came in and asked everyone not to embarrass me. But I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced that they weren't going to do it. So, what, so was I, that? Was, I was wanted that to see speech? the look in their eye when I was like, "Hey, can you guys not embarrass me out here?" I, and I didn't like the looks in their eyes, so I was like, "I'm out." <laughs> Fuck it. Is that speech pre-planned or was that just spur of the moment? It was when I saw everybody's uh, everybody's confidence that we were about to go get this money. But uh, no, it was off the cuff. Oh, okay. And you just wanted to totally shatter it. Everybody's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, so just so I'm clear. Just so I'm clear. And it's not from scratch. That's my coaching philosophy. Just before we even get started, just in case any of you thought you were any god any good uh and then the follow-up um, is uh are you playing in 2021 with tbt best Virginia? i don't know i haven't i haven't really thought about it but we got a slot open yeah days deshaun deshaun retired so you guys don't want jamie to play jamie doesn't want to play yes he does oh does he jamie do you want jamie still plays a little bit and <laughs> does jamie want to play that's the question I don't. I'm good. You guys. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Wow. After taking time up. off, who wants to just go out there and just like beat their body to death? Like, Jamie and Wellington. 
Jamie and Wellington give me shit every summer about not asking the pro team. Wellington does it all the time. And I blame I blame Deshaun. I say Deshaun doesn't want you on the team. Oh, wow. Good to know good to know that. <laughs> good to know that you just literally throw me under the bus for no apparent reason, bro. Anytime, brother. I know. It's every time. Tanner anyway. McGrew asks, why did you rock me in the chest with an elbow the first play I ever met him? And why did everyone tell me to expect it and I didn't believe them? Who asked this? Tanner McGrew. Oh. Talking about me? Yeah, yeah I guess so. I don't know. He shouldn't have been standing there. He probably deserved it. Tanner's <laughs> a good guy. Friend of the show. Shouldn't have been standing there. Free space on the court. If anyone doesn't know, like, look up Joe Alexander's college highlight tape. It was all dunks on Deshaun and Jamie. It's crazy. No, it was all Wellington. Oh, Wellington and you. I got there sometimes. I wasn't in help defense. I don't Joe. We were on the same team. Joe never got me either. We had an agreement. <laughs> Adam P. Adam B. Purdy asks Joe, did the smoothie bar at the rec center play any factor in your success at WVO? God, I used to crush that smoothie bar. Oh, uh, you remember the lady that worked there? What's, what was her name? Shit. She was no, a nice that was, those were just pure sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry banana. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, God, those were so, so good. Our last question for Joe is uh, from Haley Gross. She is a member of the Mountaineer Maniacs board. And she goes, how are you still single? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Talk to him, Haley. Here we go. Tell her to drop her number in the chat. Mm. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you have it, sis. All right. And then we have one question, Jamie. I'm sorry I doubled it. Uh, was Jamie bothered by the natural Kevin Pitsnoggle comparison while at WVU? Mm. I don't think so. Kevin was a great player. He was a very interesting guy off the court that we got lots of jokes about. Um, but in terms of being, you know, I was, for whatever reason, was thinking about last night who the best player I played with on the team. You don't have Joe to say it. You don't have to say dominant it. Dominant my senior year and, and, and how far, you know, he improved from his sophomore to junior year. And, you know, Deshaun as a sophomore was still great, but not like he were as a senior, you know. But you guys didn't see Joe Saw. My redshirt year, Joe's freshman year, Mike Gamzee and Kevin Pitsnoggle, you know, averaging – 21 a game each like they were you know being compared to Kevin if anything it was hard expecting to be exactly like him because I don't think we were quite the same um, I but, think you would have been a lot better in, in that beeline system for sure I just feel like he would have Jamie I personally like you the point you made earlier I feel like if you had came into the summer like you spoke about with a different mindset, your your season would have been different regardless. Like, like we, I already know what you can do. You you shot the ball like fifty percent the year before, and you shot probably just as many threes, if not more, than me. Like, so you being able to shoot wasn't an issue. It was just more the other stuff. Like, I think he had a, a different role on the team, and <laughs> well, initially, different... initially his role was to do what he can do, like like everybody else's. Like he didn't, Coach Wooden didn't mind Huggins didn't mind him shooting threes. Like he said, it was sooner or later after he missed a bunch, he was like, let's try to do something else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, the first few games of the year, I was shooting more than I was the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't have an issue with it. He knew what, what I did out there. It just They just weren't going in. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Do you, do you, do you remember when uh, – were you there? When <laughs> Coach Harrison told Jolly Zander to play more like Cam Thurman? Yeah, he was there. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was there. This is when we got blown out uh, by Villanova, Jamie. At, and uh, was it the pavilion, whatever they call it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just laid into – they were laying in everybody. I think Joe uh, had a, a pretty good game, but uh, we still lost by like 30 at the pavilion. Here's a good question for you. What was the the worst reaming, either halftime or after the game, that we ever got? I think it was Tennessee after that Tennessee game. I was there at that game. <laughs> after that game. I was, just I was watching y'all. 
Me and Chuck. Yeah, I remember that. In the locker room. That was the first time that he ever, like, got on us like that, I think. And he, I think he hit you with a clipboard, Jamie. <laughs> Remember he threatened us that if uh, about, uh, oh my bad, coach, bad. coach's son got in the game, yeah. <laughs> we checked in like the first half. I think it was. You remember Notre Dame? Notre Dame. I was about to say that was the one I thought was uh, <laughs> all the football players, and then <clears throat> he did bring what's his face, Jarrett. Jarrett was in there. Yeah. No, that was uh, right before. Wasn't that uh, talking about Calhoun? No. Is it Jared? Jared Brown. Oh no, no, no. He said Jared. it was a foot he said it was a football school. Joe Alexander yeah. didn't take too kind of that. Yeah. Or the or what, uh, the dreaming that Wellington got blamed for Joe's mistake after yeah, the how's it going? buzzer. How's it going at the end of the game? He but came it, in there. He came in there ready to kill. Yeah, Joe, you knew – so, Joe, I got a question about that, though. You knew you messed up the whole time and you just let Wells take the heat, or how did that work? After, after the pit game? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was supposed to screen for me, and he didn't. And I was waiting for it. That's what I remember. No, it was defense. We said switch everything, and you didn't switch. He didn't get screened is what he's saying. Mm. Guys, guys, I don't know, like – I didn't know anything you were doing on defense in college. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was fun. I enjoyed our time playing with Joe in college. That was a, a lot of fun. Yo, Joe's the funniest human being I ever met. Nah, I remember we played uh, Syracuse, and uh, Joe, uh, coach was like, all right, Joe, you're going to guard, um, I forgot the, uh, their, their four-man's name. Uh, Dante Green. No, no, he, no, Dante Green was playing the three at the time. And their foreman was uh, the um, the guy from uh, over overseas. I forgot his name. And, I don't uh, Nope. <laughs> but it's a, it's a white guy. And um, you were supposed to guard him. And coach was like, there you guard Dante Green. And we we ran a play for you. You dunked on Anawaku, got the N1. And then you literally ran back to Dante Green. was like, I got him. Get the other fucking guy. <laughs> I was like, okay. I looked at Coach, and Coach is just like, yo, get the other fucking guy and just – I was like, all right. Yeah, because they hyped him up for a week like he was going to the league as a fucking number one pick, and they kept telling us he was 6'11", and we showed up and he was fucking 6'8", and he sucked. Well, yeah, he sucked. And, um, he didn't suck. Yeah, he did. He had, he had like he – had, he had nine agree. points on us. He had nine fucking points on us. You locked him up. We did a good job. You locked him up. He didn't. You get, but do you remember the film sessions where they were trying to show us film of him like he was a fucking lottery pick? You remember that? We did do that with everybody we play. He went lottery. He did. No, he, he didn't. Did. He did, did he not? I'm pretty sure he no. went. Ah, did he no, he was, he was my roommate, actually, at um, rookie training camp. Was he? Transition? Yeah. We were, <laughs> we, were in a, we, lived, we lived in a hotel together for three days and didn't say a word to each other. <laughs> but you really didn't, even, didn't even say hi. What the fuck? Oh, see, so y'all really have beef. That's crazy. No, he did. I was just mad because he was on paper everywhere as six eleven. Like, I don't know how somebody gets. <laughs> how does somebody get that? Like, that was your gripe. <laughs> it's like, yo, he's better than you, Joe. No, no, right? They said he's six eleven. Yeah. One terrible. more, one more story, Joe. You still talk to Bird, Birdman? For a long time. For a long time. So I saw him this summer. Yeah, when I go back to West Virginia, I talked to him. Uh, I remember uh, we were in practice one time and we had to keep running sprints. And then I think you got hurt during the sprint. <laughs> you had to go in the uh, training room, but we everyone else had to keep running sprints. And Birdman didn't like that too much. He didn't take kindly to it. <laughs> So Bird, he's a walk-on. <laughs> By the way, was Bird? He was a walk-on, right? Yeah. For, for up until the senior year, he ended up getting a scholarship. Uh, Bird, walk-on player, decides to go into the training room and <laughs> say whatever he said to Joe. What do you say, Joe? He says, "So what? You're just gonna quit in the middle of running?" <laughs> Mind you, he walked away from our run to say that. 
Like he walked off the court into the training room, spoke yeah. his two cents, and then walked back. But Birdman thought it was over after that. He didn't expect <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Next thing I know, I see Joe storming out of the, the training room. And he's screaming, what was he saying? What were you saying, Joe? <laughs> he had, he had steps I Nice on his damn groin or some shit. All I know is he just he ran up on Bird and Bird just crumbled up in a fetal position on the floor. He didn't even try to get in a stance or anything. Who didn't have an issue with Bird at one point in time at these practices? Yeah, That's Bird. actually a decent question. Chuck tried to fight Bird one time Truck, on freshman Truck year. Chuck punched him. Chuck, Chuck punched, punched him. Alex Coach got Bird. mad at Truck. Coach yeah, no. Coach got mad at everybody that hit Bird, too. That was the thing. <laughs> Truck punched Bird. Alex punched Bird. Missoula put Bird down once. I think I elbowed Bird in the face after he, like, hit me with a dirty bo- – like a, a low blow. Coach yelled at everybody that touched Bird. I think it was because – Bird was frustrated a lot because he was actually a good player. No, he was. But he had, like, no chance of getting any minutes there, which was a damn shame. And if I was in his position, I would have been pissed too. Six, six, eight, six, seven sh- shooter. Yeah, he could Bird play. Bird would punish people in practice. Oh, like, I was about to say. <laughs> toughest, a, one of the toughest shot makers, like, I've I, seen, bro. I hated Bird, Bird and Bird. Why well, don't like, you think Bird played a lot? Was he wasn't soft, was he? No, he was he was a good player. He was strong. He could do, do a little bit of everything. I wonder why Bird didn't play a lot. Yeah, he couldn't guard anybody. But still, there's some there. If you know, if you could shoot like that, there's some spot for you on the court. Like some spot yeah. minutes. Yeah, I usually. But we had ma- massive amounts of uh, small fours on the team. That's yeah, that's, a fact. that's yeah. a fact too. I mean, geez, we had Joe, we had me, we had John. Well, like we had a lot of people, and it was just yeah, and Alex would play small forward. And Alex would play it too, exactly. Because we had Missoula and Darius. Darius would play off the ball sometimes. Or Joe Missoula would play off the ball. Like we had it, we had a lot. Like so, yeah. even though we didn't like play massive amounts of people, we did have a lot of people. I would say that were ahead of Bird. So it didn't help that his defensive woes and and other things got in the way. I got a question for both of y'all. It's probably my last question. How do y'all think? Have y'all heard anything about WVU team this year? How do y'all think they'll do this year? Anybody you like particularly on the team? He's a hell of a freshman. Say it again. I said it's tough not to like Oscar. He had a hell of a freshman year. Right. Deuce is a Cincinnati guy, so I'm rooting for him. Uh, But they seem solid. It seems like they, they. Took a step in the right direction last year. They've got a ton of size. Everybody seems to be pretty focused with it. It's just a matter of whether or not they can score. And, you know, he's going to go out there and create buckets when they need one. True. Jamie, you bet a lot of on these games, don't you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just ended that whole thing you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? You uh, is there anything you like about the team? Like, do you know? Do you uh, have a guy on the team that you think uh, you're very interested in seeing play, whether it be for WVU or in the future? I don't really know anybody on the team, to be honest with you. That's uh, a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you think the election was rigged? Is it possible that it was? Every election is rigged. So they already know who's going to be the president. No, no, I don't mean it's rigged in that way. Break it down. It doesn't matter who's elected president. In in the end, the same people win anyway, so it's rigged in that way. It's true. It's all a theater, man. Interesting. So you you didn't vote, Joe? I take it? (laughs) Josie, uh, really. I because I didn't I didn't vote, so that's what I was asking. Is that wow? I don't. Uh, we already I went don't, through this. I don't consent to people ruling over me. The first candidate that endorses magic mushrooms legalized. Joe is there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast. Or call us at 304-807-9098. Well, that's our show, everybody. I appreciate you guys listening. 
We want to thank Joe for showing up to the show. We want to thank Jamie for uh, being a guest on the show. We love you guys. We love for you guys back and uh, let us know what you're doing and we'll catch up again. Um, once again, I appreciate you guys listening to the Final Forecast uh, with your host, Deshaun Butler and my guy, G- Kevin Jones. I'm fucking mumble mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mumble mouth. My bad. He's on those magic mushrooms. Over there. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Once again, I appreciate you guys <laughs> listening to the Final Forecast. I'm your host, Deshaun Butler, and I want to pass it off to my co-host, Kevin Jones. You're... And my other co-host, John Flowers. Appreciate it, Joe and Jamie. Glad to have you guys on, man. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Girl, we'll talk can, about where I can get some of these mushrooms. In a... How can they follow, uh, follow you both on social media? What are your handles, guys? My name. <laughs> I don't even know what mine is. Well, uh, then forget about it. Elmer Fudd is Jamie's. Jamie's 4-3. Elmer Fudd. Elmer underscore Fudd. <laughs> <laughs>